This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please check my website out, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. We have to have another great awakening. Eagles Saving Nations. Special guest, Roy Kindle. Reverend Kindle, actually, I call him Roy. He goes by Roy. He's a very down-to-earth fellow. He's a minister of the gospel, and he lives in Jerusalem. He's been there many years now. I'm going to let him tell you how many. Roy, welcome back to the Warning Program. Always nice to be with you. Well, it's good being with you. Roy, we've been friends for a very long time. I think I first met you, frankly, at a Ken Gobb Idea Exchange years ago. Yeah. Yes. And we just went from there. I've been with you Mm -hmm. in Israel a lot, been in your home. We've been to the Knesset many times together. Frankly, we've gone all through Israel together. We have, and other countries. And I, that's right. That's right. I had you yeah. as one of the people at the World Holy Spirit Conference in Korea when I was helping to choose speakers and worshipers, entertainers. And so, in fact, Roy, Dr. Kim is planning to do another one next year. Okay, great. It all sort of came crashing down during the COVID thing. As many things did, right. But hes uh, I think he's gearing it up to do it again. So anyway, Great. yeah, Roy is a tremendous minister of the gospel and worship and grand piano. And he has played for all sorts of people there in Israel, as well as other places around the world. Roy, why don't you introduce yourself as far as your ministry and what you're doing in Israel? Okay, we've been there 33 years to answer your earlier question and moved there in 1990 just in time for front row seats to the gulf war wow and so we've been through both gulf wars and intifadas and uprisings one thing we've learned so that now that this one is happening they're all temporary yes and they have a beginning and an ending and god shows up every time and people see and know that he is god because of what he does we're looking forward to the god stories that are already coming out of this and that will continue God called us there 100% by faith. We had co-pastored a church in Vero Beach, Florida for 12 years before that. Thought everything was going wonderful until God just surprised us and we got invited to move uh, my wife and I and our two small children at the time to uh, Jerusalem by faith to work with the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem as a volunteer. When they said they couldn't pay me anything, I said, that can't be God, that's impossible. (laughs) And God reminded us that He does impossible things, and He's been providing for us for 33 years. We teach and preach and mentor and train people. We lead worship for, as you said, events in the Knesset and other government events, but also uh, conferences that come through Israel. We travel again by faith. God has taken me to, I think the last count was 66 nations. Wow. Most recent being Japan. And we've just completed a Hebrew-Japanese worship CD because the Japanese people, we found out, love the Hebrew language and the uh, Jewish-Hebrew music. That 1% Christian-believing population of Japan, we believe that through the message of Israel, that's going to change. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in today, Roy, just the other day, was on my program again. That was a great program. We're not going to go over what we covered then, but it was a great program. And so, if you did not get a chance to watch it or listen to it, you can go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Our television and radio programs are on there seven days a week, and we're on seven days a week, trying to reach the multitudes around the world for 
for Jesus Christ. Now, the world is facing the possibility of a nuclear war. I'm sending out an article soon, Roy, titled Mohammed, the Quran, Hamas and Israel. Now, on October 7, 2023, Hamas infiltrated Israel through the Gaza, initially killing over 1,400 Jews, kidnapping over 200 people, raping women, and beheading babies. People don't realize how things can, out of nowhere, you know, out of nowhere, the world can change. And, you know, right. you and I were together earlier this year. We were in the Knesset together, the Knesset right. Christian Allies Caucus. And out of nowhere at that time, none of our leaders there that we talked to, I was actually, I talked with people for three days, world leaders, but nobody thought that this would happen. Exactly. And we just of, don't know. Out of nowhere, it happened. You know, that's the way things are. Nobody thought that, again, at the time, Kuwait would have been invaded by Saddam Hussein. But out of nowhere, he did. And exactly. so we're living in those times that things come out of nowhere. Roy? That's true. That's exactly right. And people often think, well, that's Israel, especially if you're in America or other countries. That's far away. And they think that's somebody else's problem, but they don't realize that Israel is, is taking this on the chin first because the people that are doing this to Israel fully intend when they're finished with Israel to come to America. Israel's called the the little Satan and America's called the big Satan. Well, that's exactly right. I know Hamas, you know, they've been offered uh, five times by the Israeli government a two-state solution, turned them down every time because in their charter, they don't want peace. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And that's, then they're coming after America. Roy? Right. What they've done is they've taken the suppressed Palestinian people issue there is suppression to a degree. Israel has to, for its own protection, has to clamp down on different segments of the Palestinian, so-called Palestinians, that's another issue, the so-called Palestinian people. Because of so many uprisings, they have to keep a heavy hand to keep things under control. But it has created a suppressed environment for many of those Arab Palestinian people. What Hamas did was even convince those people, as well as the world, that what their goal is, is to correct the suppression problem of the Palestinian people, but that's not it. So people say, well, okay, Hamas did, what they did was terrible, they went too far, but it all started because of this suppression that Israel has kept the Palestinian people under, and it finally just erupted to this explosive reaction. You know, the Bible says, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. It's a clever cover that they've done. So they make the world think it's because of what Israel did to the Palestinian people that they have risen up when, as you said, it was in their very charter, their whole purpose. Even if there was no suppression, they are formed entirely to wipe Israel off the map, to get rid of the Jewish people first, and then they move on to the West. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, the Bible says truth takes away deception, prayer brings conviction. And there's propaganda trying to brainwash the whole world into believing a lie. As you know, they attacked Hamas civilians purposely. Yes. Now, you and I both know different leaders in Israel. I mean, not only in the Knesset, but even generals and things like this. I've interviewed them in their very homes. Israel purposely tries to have the people get out of the way, give plenty right. warning. But the Hamas wants to use those people 
in Gaza has human shields. They don't want them out of the way. They don't mind them dying, and they just use it for propaganda. Roy? They actually have even fired on the Palestinian people, the Gazan people that tried to leave when Israel warned them, and they told them, don't leave. You need to be willing to die for Allah. I've heard uh, stories of even where they have taken people's car keys away from them so that they couldn't get away in the car. They've blockaded the road so that the people can't get out. And so they're holding the people in. And as uh, I think most of the world has heard by now, they actually fire their rockets from underneath hospitals and schools and civilian areas, stockpile them, fire them from there, actually operate from underneath there so that if Israel tries to attack them, they end up hitting civilians. You're exactly right. And so this is what truth takes away deception. People need to understand the truth. You've lived in Israel now, Jerusalem, 33 years. I see every time I go uh, how uh, Jew, Christian, Muslim uh, live peaceably in Israel uh, mm-hmm. and how, again, uh, the Arabs who have Israeli citizenship, they mm-hmm. like it. They, right. uh, they don't want to lose it. And uh, no. you have them also in the Knesset. So, I mean, right. uh, there there is this type of working in unity and love mm-hmm. on all sides. Uh, right. The people in in. Israel, the the Muslims, so to speak, they don't want to lose their 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 good life right now. Exactly, uh, they won't they won't say that to a television camera or to a radio microphone or an interview in print uh, because they can't go on record as saying that, or they will be considered a collaborator. They're called, and uh, those who do usually end up uh, in uh, the desert somewhere. Um, they find them dead somewhere uh, or tortured or, or uh, whatever. But um, uh, so they don't do that. But if they can tell you and many of them do tell us and many other people privately, as long as they don't feel their name is going to be connected to it, they tell you we have much greater freedom, many more rights under Israeli government rule than we do uh, any Sharia law or uh, actually they have more democratic rights. And Israel is the only democratic country in the whole Middle East. So they have far more freedom in Israel than they would any other Arab country in the region. Well, that's totally true. And and um, the people living in Gaza, if they could, they would get rid of Hamas. So they, they actually don't want Hamas. They're, they're intimidated. They're afraid. And uh, they themselves are persecuted and even killed if they don't back Hamas in their opinion enough. If you don't back Islam enough, then they have a right to come after you. Exactly. Um, What many uh, uh, Westerners don't understand is it's a whole different mindset. Leadership is not based on who has the best ideas. I think I like them. I like them better than this person or I have rights or uh, they violated my rights. It's based entirely on who has the power, who has the strength. If somebody can rise up uh, that is so powerful and then and then they become your ruler, when they tell you to do something, for the most part, you don't say, well, I don't like that. You do it because you're told to do it and you, you don't think about it on your own. I, I might add just one other element that might kind of 
uh, color the uh, the issue, make it a little more uh, understandable. And that is, yes, it's true that in general, the the Palestinian people living in Gaza, uh, by the way, they're, they're actually, they were Egyptian people until uh, Egypt uh, lost and Israel pushed Egypt back and they did occupy for a while as in the rules of war you're, you're entitled to do until they could work out a solution. And then they turned it over to self-governing and, and it was the Palestinian Authority. And then Hamas rose up and uh, showed more power, got them to vote on them. They lied to them, said, we're going to build you nice hospitals and, and you're gonna, everything's going to be wonderful, only to turn it into a battleground. But what I was going to say is the people, the, the Gazan people... In general, they're waking up to the fact that Hamas is not this utopian ruling people that they thought because, yes, they're, they're being told you have to stay here. You have to die for the cause. And even uh, they look at the barbaric things that happen. But I must. Here's the one thing I wanted to say to, to color this a little differently. They have been now because it's gone on for so long, children at the age of three, four and five are taught uh, for fun, you wear a suicide belt, a fake suicide belt. You wear, you take a fake rifle, a gun, a fake bayonet, and they they uh, practice pretending in their fun and games how they're going to how to kill a Jew, how to kill an Israeli, uh, the evil people. Their cartoons. I mean, they're not the cartoons. They're children's programs that they see, watch every day. Have a character that looks uh, strikingly like Mickey Mouse who tells them how evil the Jewish people are and the Israeli people and, and, uh, and has these, these acted out vignettes of, of evil religious Jews coming with knives just to attack them. So they're, they're taught, it's ingrained in them, how terrible and how evil the Israeli Jewish people are. So, so they already are raised to hate the Israeli people. So that now they're young adults, young men and women. Um, so a lot of them, think that Hamas is doing a wonderful thing. Well, exactly. And that's why um, I've done quite a few articles in the past over the last 20 years and quite a few programs. But one's coming out again called Mohammed, the Koran, Hamas and Israel. When people really understand uh, the difference between the Koran and the Bible, one perpetuates love, the other hate. And uh, it goes on and how Mohammed developed the Koran and everything else. When they really understand this, They'll say, mm -hmm. my goodness. I mean, uh, as a young child, Mohammed was nursed by a Bedouin woman. And it goes on and on. The child had numerous fits, which made Halama think he was demon-possessed. And uh, we could go on on this. Mohammed himself thought he was demon-possessed. And one of his wives says, no, you're a prophet. But uh, yeah. he first he first uh, prayed toward Jerusalem when he wanted to, uh, to be the prophet for the Jews. When they rejected him, then he turned his back and prayed toward Mecca. And we could go on and on, Roy. Right, right. And, and I think this is important that, that the world people, understands. Right, that, that billions of people would take the word of one man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's what is so, uh, so sad. I mean... Uh, 
the, the Quran is a mixture of desert folklore and customs, revelations of Muhammad, elements of teaching of both Judaism and Christianity. And not only have parts of the Quran been lost or deliberately removed, but entire verses and chapters have been added to it. And, and we could re- I've really gone into depth in this. Right, right. It's deception. It's backed by the forces of hell. And that's how uh, the wool can be pulled over people's eyes because the enemy gets in there and finds any opportunity to deceive people. And uh, that's what he does. And that's basically where we're at in the world today. I mean, they're trying to create this new world order. I mean, it's a real battle, if you want to say heaven and hell, uh, the real Mm -hmm. God and, and all of these imposters. All over right. the world, not just Islam, but all of these imposters. I mean, the United Nations led, led uh, for the most part, by the beliefs in other gods or communism, sheer communism, the hatred of America, the hatred of Israel. I mean, that's why Donald Trump wanted to get us out of the United Nations. Right, right. And sadly, I, I heard that uh, there were 300 college and university uh, professors and leaders who signed uh, the same paper um, endorsing these protests on university campuses in favor of Hamas. Yeah, I've got the articles. I've done reports on them. You're right. You are exactly right. And even leading in the protests, the marches, leading in it. Right. These are the ones that are uh, teaching at the university level the young adults of our nation. Yeah, we got Islamics, we've got uh, communists, sheer communists, and that's right. why uh, Americans, uh, when they come out of universities, well, public schools uh, itself, I wrote an article years ago, public schools, universities, enemy number one, because they are yeah. teaching them totally contrary to Judeo Christian values. Uh, they're teaching them basically to despise America. And uh, it was, unfortunately, it was somehow we didn't really know that much was going we heard bits and pieces here and there but it's just been slowly eroding the fabric of the the youth of america no you're exactly right and uh uh so the world is facing like i wrote even the possibility i mean people are afraid uh that that this could extend into a, some of everyone saying about a nuclear war i mean there's real concern out there roy there is, because Iran is so close to um, having a nuclear weapon ready. Some say even a couple of weeks away from that. So uh, there could be the surprise element of uh, either Israel or combined, who knows? I don't know if the U.S. would join in with it. Uh, a strike against Iran to, to uh, cripple their, their uh, nuclear program. Uh, as terrible people say, well, don't do that because that's the trigger that would set everything off. Uh, my friends in the government tell me the problem is it would be a greater catastrophe not to do it. Yeah. Because once Iran has that power, they'll, they'll, they will have no qualms at all about threatening with it. Uh, I did ask a friend of mine. Um, in fact, uh, if you haven't interviewed him yet, I'd love to set you up with him. Uh, his name is Yoram Edinger. He does the Edinger Report. He was the uh, former Israeli ambassador to the UN uh, years ago. And I asked him once because he came to speak to us at the Bridges for Peace um, International Board meeting one time. And I said, if Israel were to to uh, 
strike Iran and, and blow up their nuclear program and stop it, I said, would that be like a trigger for World War Three that, you know, all, all the other Arab nations would would be upset? And he told me two things. He said, one is people don't realize Iran is not an Arab nation. They're Persian. That's right. And, uh, That's right. They, they speak they speak Arabic, but uh, people make that assumption. He said, number two is no one in the region wants Iran to have nuclear weapons. So he said, if Israel does that, the rest of the nations, here's, his terminology was, they would quietly applaud yeah. and say thank you. Because if Iran gets the other players in the other nations in the area, know that once Iran has that, they will thump their chest, say we're king of the hill now. Uh, we'll tell everybody else what you can and can't do. We will rule the roost of the Middle East. Well, you're exactly right, Roy. I've heard the same thing. You, you know, you got Shiite versus Sunni Muslims. And uh, I'll tell you what, you're right. I mean, there are so many Muslim countries that do not want Iran to get those weapons. Right. And so that, that's... Well, who knows? This may... I, I, I kind of secretly suspect just on my own logic that it, it kind of has to happen. And this would be the time if they're going to do it, if they can do it. I don't even know if they can do it. Maybe maybe there's been some secret negotiations with Israel, with these carrier ships there or something. But uh, uh, that they, this would be the time if they're going to do it for at least the world to understand you know, you got to cut the head of the snake off, and the head of the snake is Iran. No, no, you're exactly right. Now, you being there so long and uh, knowing the players in, in uh, Jerusalem as far as Chris Mitchell and others. and uh, uh, Joel Rosenberg. Yeah. What can you tell us now about that, those people? Uh, you know, everybody, they're careful to speculate but not try to uh, predict and say this is what prophecy is about to happen and that's what's about to happen. Uh, it looks like it could be this. It looks like it could. Is it Psalm 83? Is it Ezekiel 38? Uh, what is it? Um, other prophecies uh, come into play as a possibility. Uh, but basically, in Israel, the general consensus is that um, the best way to figure out prophecy is after it happens. <laughs> <laughs> what have you heard about the latest statistics as far as Israeli casualties? Uh, every day now that they've, uh, they've, they haven't even started a full land incursion yet, but they're, they're doing a calculated here and there in different places. They're trying to catch Hamas off guard. But uh, sadly, every day there are a few... Israeli soldiers here and there that are being ambushed and killed. And and um, uh, so there, I, I haven't heard exact number. It's It's been a relatively low number of Israeli casualties of war uh, with soldiers. Um, but um, it, it's, it hasn't really launched full scale yet. So it's going to it's it's not getting better anytime soon and a lot of they're saying it could be a couple of months at least some of their casualties come because they're trying to prevent the loss of uh, unnecessary exactly. human life uh, with uh, the people the hostages yeah the, yeah those and the and even the the people that live in gaza and uh, you know they're targeting hamas they don't want civilians killed and that's a right. totally opposite mindset of hamas 
right? And uh, world opinion is so fickle that uh, just as the world was so quick to believe that uh, Israel bombed a hospital when it was an errant uh, missile from the uh, Palestinian uh, Islamic Jihad, PIJ, uh, that was trying to join in with Hamas and uh, about one in five of their missiles go astray. And that was one of those that and it didn't even hit the hospital. You know, it hit the parking lot. Exactly. There were not 500 casualties. But can you imagine if no matter how hard they tried, the first hostage that ends up killed as a result of Israel bombing Hamas or, or attacking them, trying to root them out, um, the whole world opinion is going to come crashing down on them. Yeah, and I, I don't, I can't foresee how that can happen. There's going to be some collateral I damage. Know. There is no way that uh, this is going to, you know, I used to be a SWAT and, and uh, a member of SWAT, and, and there is no way you're going to go through this without some innocent lives taken. No way. Right, right. So, again, though, I keep saying I, I believe there will be God's stories come out of this. There will be miraculous uh, rescues and uh, surrenders or whatever, or uh, things that God himself did out of the, uh, the hands of the Israelis that only there's no other explanation but God. And the world, the Bible says all of these things that happen in Israel that the world will see and know that he is God. That's exactly right. It's all going to point to a living God and eventually to the mm -hmm. Messiah. Right. Now, Roy, I do, Oh, go ahead. I'm we sorry. have some. Uh, give us some closing comments. We got another minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just said that nobody should is trying to predict which prophecies are coming true, <laughs> but I have to at least say, you know, the the Ezekiel prophecies, chapter thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, uh, are all happening chronologically. And all of them have happened, and through Ezekiel 37, with Israel becoming a nation again, and, and all the things being fulfilled exactly like, along with Amos and so many other prophecies. But it's like God hit the pause button after 37, and people should at least take a look at Ezekiel 38 and see um, that uh, it's not only these players, but uh, it looks like Russia's going to come down and try to team up with, with Turkey. I, that's a whole other thing. I just want to say... That it could happen because, like you said, anything could happen tomorrow. We don't know. But I don't mean that even to scare people. No. Because when these things happen, it's I love those chapters in Ezekiel. About every other line, it says, then you'll know I am God. Then you'll know the Lord did it. Then you'll know that the world will see. The world will know. And that's what I'm excited about, that through all of this, uh, we will have actually better ways to present the gospel because we'll say, did you see what happened exactly like the Bible said? Then we will know he is God. And miracles are continuing to happen, Roy. At a rapid pace. At a rapid pace. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching, listening, the warning program. Special guest, Roy Kindle. He's lived in Jerusalem for 33 years. A great man of God, missionary over there. Sings beautifully, has many albums. We've been friends for a long time. Roy, give your website real quick. S-O-W-I-J dot com. The letters stand for School of Worship in Jerusalem, but it's S-O-W-I-J God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Give us your best offering so we can continue on this local television radio station. We can go national. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. Thank you, Roy. 
God bless you. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom.